The Relationship Review is sponsored by author Amanda Andrews. Her first book, The Little Princess Finds Her Crown, is a delightful tale encouraging self-confidence. Princess is a clever girl whose curiosity leads her on an amazing adventure through all her mom's things. After overhearing her mom refer to herself as a queen, Princess searches high and low for mommy's crown. Join Princess on her adorable and hilarious quest. Listeners can order a copy of The Little Princess Finds Her Crown, signed especially for you by the author. Visit thequeensguidetolife.com forward slash shop to order the prince or princess in your life a copy today. Hey, it's Friday, March 22nd, and this is the Relationship Review. Welcome back. Um, This is Edison. Again, I'm rocking solo because uh, my partner in podcast um, has had a long week. And, you know, this is the thing that I'm learning. Uh, If I was working with another adult, I think the situation would be a little bit different, you know, because as adults, we do things we don't want to do all the time. Um, Get up and go to the office or eat green food. Um, take care of kids. Um, I don't know, responsibilities. Like we just, we know that there are things that we're going to have to do that we might not necessarily really want to do, but we have to do them anyway. Um, With kids, it's a different ball game because when they don't feel good or, you know, you can kind of look at their faces and tell like, okay, you need to, you know, take some medicine or Maybe you have sniffles coming on or you just need some rest. So, you know, there has to be the balance between a partner and podcast and mom. And so uh, I just had to play the, you know, the mom card and say, okay, it's time for you to rest. It has been a long week. It's been a cold week. Um, We're still waiting for this whole spring to kick in I heard a rumor that spring started this week so happy spring Um, and I'm really hopeful that the weather will level out and that everyone everywhere has this lovely beautiful spring Um, I seem to remember the springs of my youth being real full springs like we had weeks at least or months of spring like weather it was actual spring nice temperate light jacket earth in full blossom just spring some showers maybe a few light showers uh that smell in the air of like the earth awakening but uh this has been a doozy I don't I don't really know what to do with this weather from day to day, I never know what to expect. Um, with the way things have been going with the climate, I really don't have any hope for what the summer is going to be like, to be honest. And seriously for, for me in this region that I live in, which is, um, on the East coast since hurricane season, 2018, I feel like the weather has been so unpredictable and just wild 
everywhere all over the earth um, that I I don't know what to expect. I don't think that we can continue to have expectations that weather is going to be as weather has always been. And so our expectation now has to be unknown that we just don't know what the weather's going to bring. And that's kind of, it's kind of um, frightful in some ways. It, it can just be annoying when you think, oh, well, last year in this region, we had more rain than we've ever had. So like for the summer, we had rain almost every day. Um, so that can be kind of irritating when you expect that you're going to have these sunny days and you can do all this outdoor stuff or you make your plans, you're going to go to the beach or, you know, do fun things outside on your summer vacation, enjoy stuff. And then you have to change or cancel your plans because of rain. But then the real consequence of whatever is happening with the climate and we know what it is, um, We've been being warned that uh, we would start to see changes in the climate and it's happening and it's true and it's real. Uh, just last week, Cyclone E-Day, uh, I think that's how you say it, it's I-D-A-I, so I think that's E-Day, um, hit uh, Mozambique and there's 242 people killed in Mozambique. The last I, I checked and the, that number had been climbing up all week. 139 killed in Zimbabwe, 59 killed in Malawi, um, thousands of people displaced because the flooding is so bad. Uh, the death toll is going to continue to climb. And recovery in that area is probably going to take even longer than recovery here. And where I work... We had one building to be impacted by Hurricane Florence. Um, they've just started uh, the repairs on the inside of that building last week. So that storm happened in September. The repairs just started last week. And that's here in the United States where we have contractors. We have, you know, resources fairly available to us Um at a uh, substantial pace, I guess, or a, a, what people would consider reasonable. Um, if you haven't ever really dealt with uh, agencies during times of crisis, um, people still dealing with the aftermath of other hurricanes, the hurricane that happened in Florida, um, people still trying to recover from the fires that uh, happened in California. Um, recovery it stops showing up on the news because they leave after the, the wind stops blowing but recovery can take years uh, and that's here in the quote-unquote developed uh, part of the world so I can only imagine how long it's going to take for recovery to take place um, there in Mozambique in that entire region um, cause we're still hearing stories about what things are really looking like on the ground in Puerto Rico, uh, for those who are paying attention to those stories and it's not anywhere close to restoration in many parts of Puerto Rico. So that if that's any kind of a gauge or a guide, uh, as to what, uh, this region in Africa is facing, 
trying to recover from this storm, um, it, it doesn't look hopeful. And speaking of disasters that happened last week, there was another terrible atrocity that took place um, in New Zealand, but this was not a natural disaster. It was the premeditated, hateful, murderous attack of 50 innocent people at the Christchurch, Christchurch. Yeah, that's how you say that. Christchurch, the mosque. Um, I just, when I heard it, um, I actually think it, so it happened last Friday, but I don't really listen to news because I listen to it all day, every day during the week. I kind of take a step back from it and I don't really listen to it or watch it or anything. I don't take in any world news or local news or anything over the weekend. I just kind of have that time generally from, for my mind to recover. Um, and usually it's because the talk is political and politics are just so divisive and hateful and, outrageous that I really need I figured this out for myself that in order for me to just have emotional stability and sanity that I needed to um just cut it off uh and so that's what I do for myself is that I don't listen to any politics I don't watch any news um because I'm trying to avoid uh hearing about you know, the political jargon, which usually I'm like, hey, whatever is going on, it'll be there on Monday morning. And, you know, we'll just keep on going. I'm not going to miss anything. So I didn't actually hear about um, this attack uh, at Christchurch until Monday morning. And I was just stunned. And you wouldn't think that that would be such a shock. Because we have gun violence attacks so often that it seems like it would be commonplace by now. But no, that's not, you know, that'll never be my response. It'll never be commonplace to me. So I was stunned on Monday morning to hear about this terrible violence. These people who were shot to death by this 28 year old white guy, this white supremacist. Um, for no reason, just, there's no reason I'm not going to get into the semantics of, you know, the beliefs that fueled him to do this. It doesn't matter there. He had no reason. Um, but anyway, he has been charged with murder and, uh, the better, parts of the story if if there are any to be had um with such tremendous tragedy uh is that Ashiro emerged um someone that I really probably wouldn't have heard anything about um otherwise and that is the prime minister of New Zealand um Jacinda Ardern she's first of all she's 39 years old which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, then when I kind of, you know, looked into her a little bit more, cause I wanted to know more about her, um, more than what I was hearing on the news, which was already 
pretty doggone awesome. Um, I have really been impressed with her responses. I've really been impressed with um, the sincerity that has come across from her. She just um, has handled what is an impossibly awful, awful situation um, with a lot of class and uh, with a a wisdom um, that I find very refreshing in leadership. And uh, so very thankful for her. I'm glad that New Zealand has her. Um, But so when I went to kind of look for more information about her, like, who is this woman? You know, what what is she about? I found out that she is a mom. Not only is she a mom, but she was pregnant when she was running for office. And when she became prime minister, when she took over her role, took, you know, took on the role as prime minister. So not only did this say a lot about her to me, it said a lot about the voters in New Zealand. Um, I was pretty impressed with that. Uh, simply because (laughs) as progressive as the United States of America should be, the level of backwards thinking in this country, especially when it comes to what women are capable of and can achieve. And oh my God, don't let a woman be carrying a child then, oh no, well, it's impossible. She could never, you know, govern. Oh, what? So I I just thought that that was remarkable. Um, not that she is able to be prime minister and also be a mother or lo and behold, that she could be pregnant while taking the job, but that she had the wherewithal to, you know, boldly go forward um, and trust the public that they would have sense enough to vote for her anyway. And they did. And I found that quite impressive. So kudos to her and kudos to the voters in New Zealand. Um, and also one, one of, she's done some pretty awesome things all week and, um, it's only been a week. And she's already banned assault weapons that happened within a matter of days following the shooting. So to me, that says she's a lady that gets shit done. And that's who you need in governance. That's who you need in politics. Um, Because people make a lot of promises uh, on the campaign trail. They, They talk a good game and speak really forcefully And um, we ought to pay some attention to that here in the United States as we get ready to go into another campaigning season. We're kind of already in one, um, but as it really gears up, we should pay some attention to um, what it looks like for politicians to be effective and really get done the things that need to be done. So um, if there's any good that could come out of something so heinous. Um, I think it is that the world has gotten the opportunity to see what leadership looks like. Um, Especially the part of the world that's here in the United States. So fantastic for her. Um, Also, while I was 
kind of looking around and reading up on the aftermath of uh, this shooting. I did come across a report written by Jay Savage at the BBC News in Asia. Um, And he wrote a piece that honors the victims of the shooting and kind of introduces uh, readers to these people, tells who they are, um, who they're leaving behind, um, and just tells their story and focuses on them. And really, there were 50 sheroes and heroes um, who were slain in that awful and terrible attack. And just thinking of their families, their children, some of the the people who were killed were children, one of them an 18 year old girl who has, you know, the rest of her life ahead of her. And now her family is left to mourn her. Um, a gorgeous girl, just I mean, they were so beautiful. It just man, um, thinking about these families having to bury their loved ones kind of has me in a very reflective um, place, which is a place that I usually find myself in after one of these ridiculous, senseless attacks. Um, And I I am a Christian person. I do um, practice Christianity, although... I consider myself more spiritual. Um, I am not uh, one of the churched is how I would categorize some people who are, I would say, uh, Christian in tradition more than uh, in practice or in faith. Um, But, you know, that's neither here nor there. People do what they can do. Um, People do the best that they can do according to what they believe I would like to think. <laughs> um, and I'll leave that right there. So anyway, I'm usually very reflective um, after these situations. And I just like I kept thinking about this scripture or the end of a scripture or the part of a scripture that um, anyone who's familiar with um scripture will probably be familiar with and it you know the part that kept bouncing around in my mind is that um you you have to keep watch that you will not know the day or the hour um and i i kept thinking about it so much that i had to find it because i'm like okay what what is this saying to me you know what what is happening here So the scripture actually comes from, uh, it's the parable of the 10 virgins from Matthew chapter 25. The story is the answer Jesus gives his disciples about when he'll return and how they can be prepared for the coming of the kingdom of heaven. And he says they need to be prepared. They need to be wise and they need to stay ready. He actually says a lot of things in chapter 24 that seem prophetic and, um, well, they are prophetic, but they're things that seem to apply to right now, to our times, um, 
But if you decide that you'll go and read it or if you're familiar with the text, then you take that as you will. Uh, But anyway, at the end of chapter 25, he says to keep watch because you will not know the day or the hour. Um, Jesus is talking about things that pertain to the the scripture and and biblical times and um, the prophecy of the the coming of the son of man and the, you know, the kingdom of heaven. I don't believe that uh, those words were said 2000 years ago with the intent that we would then turn it, uh, turn a parable um, into something, you know, reflective about gun violence. But here we are kind of not knowing the day or the hour uh, that, a disturbed or depraved individual who has been radicalized and weaponized will decide that innocent human lives are theirs to take in the name of some sadistic pseudo cause. Um, And there's, so like I said before, there's no getting used to it um, because this is not normal. It's violence that we all have to process in some way. We we just, we can't keep taking in these stories and being reflective on these people and their lives that are cut short. Um, children, mothers, fathers, um, you know, uh, in any part of the world, this is awful and it's terrible and it continues to happen and it is happening, happening more frequently. And it's always the same. Well, you know, why would a person do this is what we used to ask. And now we don't even ask why, because we, you know, we kind of already know. So, um, the American association, uh, or the American Counseling Association has um, tips um, that they have posted for coping um, in the aftermath of a shooting. And actually, if you just do a Google search for how to cope uh, after a mass shooting, there are so many results that come up, which is reflective of the times that we're living in right now. You know, we don't have to search far for resources. Um, but this one in particular is available at counseling.org. Um, and I'll make sure that I post the link in the show notes. Um, but it's a really good list. It's comprehensive. Um, you can, if you have a chance, if this is something that you have been thinking of, if it's something that you want to address with your kids or, um, you know, people that you know that are showing signs of distress, um, then, you know, take a look at it, read through it, and it is helpful. But either way, um, I would like to encourage anyone to take a quiet moment to check on yourself, check your stress levels, because, you know, after an event like this, We all have to 
go back out into the world and into our lives. And we have to send our children back out into the world. And each time one of these attacks is committed, we have to trust our brains to compartmentalize the situation and resolve it in a way that keeps us feeling safe. And the truth is that it may be getting more difficult for our systems to do that. The, the more these things occur, the more frequently that they happen, the more we are bombarded with this stuff in the news. Um, you know, how much longer can our cognitive systems really fool us into thinking well, yes, this is happening in the world, and we don't know the day, and we don't know the hour, that it's possible that it could happen to us or people that we love also. But really, when we go out into the world, we will be fine, you know. So check on yourself, and then check on your people. Uh, it's, it's more and more important that we take time to do that. Okay, <clears throat> so one of the ways that... We, in my home, um, focus on our healing and that we cope and that we mend and that we uh, usher ourselves toward resolve is with music. And I want to do a quick feature of three um, music artists uh, for our Women's History Month series. And... Really, these are sheroes uh, because they, each in their own individual ways, focus on women's empowerment. And they have each created what I would consider anthems, if you will. Um, they're really, I mean, they really bring it. Um, and But they're so unique. They're so different from each other uh, that, you know, uh, you could be like me. Where, you know, you could be eclectic and love them all. Or there may be, you know, one that you kind of say like, oh, that's the one I'll rock with. So either way, we will go through uh, the three of them. Um, and these are our three musical sheroes for uh, today. So let's just jump right in, shall we, please? <clears throat> the first one is uh, an artist who has really, um, she kind of, she hit the scene. Um, maybe 10, 15 years ago now, it's been a while. And, um, she's like a quadruple threat. You know, we we hear about the triple threat, but she really has the entire package and then some in the entertainment industry. Um, she's an actor, a phenomenal singer, like her range is outrageous. Um, she's a producer, a songwriter, she plays several instruments and actually she's a pretty fantastic rapper and here she is rapping a town made it out there straight out kansas city yeah we made it out there celebrated graduated made it past fail sassy classy foolin' with the kale mama was a g she was cleaning hotels papa was a driver i was working retail Kept us in the back of the store we ain't hitting no mobile lit nigga lit nigga already got the house for the cost Running down Grammys with the family Probably give a Tony to the homies 
probably get an Emmy dedicated to the highly melanated, arc android orchestrated. Yeah, we highly melanated, arc android orchestrated. Yeah, Gemini still jamming, box office numbers and they doing outstanding. Running out of space on the damn bandwagon. Remember when they used to say I look too mannish? Black girl magic, y'all can't stand it, y'all can't ban it. Made out like a bandit, they've been trying hard just to make us all vanish. I suggest they put a flag on a whole nother planet. Jane Bond, never Jane Doe, and I Jane Go, never Sambo. Black and white, yeah, that's always been my camo. It's looking like y'all gon' need some more ammo. I cut them off, I cut them off, I cut them off like Van Gogh. Now, damn right for the angle. I got away with murder, no scandal. <laughs> Cue the violins and violas. It's Janelle Monet with a snippet from Django Jane, which is on her album Dirty Computer. Um, she released that. I think about a year ago, actually, uh, in 2018. Um, but it's still fresh and funky and fantastic. Um, actually, listen to the entire thing if you haven't. But treat yourself to the video. In fact, all of Janelle's videos are small masterpieces. And if you haven't seen her 2019 Grammy performance then watch that. In fact, start with that. <laughs> okay. Because she is a complete rock star and she's got elements of Prince, um, a little bit of Josephine Baker, some James Brown, and it all comes together and it's individually and uniquely Janelle Monet, And it's incredible. So next is an artist who also gives me um, a Prince vibe but on the opposite end of the spectrum. She is subtle and melodic and her arrangements are really very dreamy and haunting sometimes. Um, I have commented about this artist before that she is all of the vibes. And here's a little bit of what I mean. It's on her latest album, Scenery, and the album is really perfectly titled because each track is like a scene 
from this woman's experience. Um, it is beautiful and funky and it really hits. It's perfect to listen to in the car and it fits very well into Emily's like entire body of work because she's been putting music out for quite some time. And, um, this definitely, you can hear the maturity and like the progression and where she's going musically. But if you have all of her albums, you can definitely make a playlist or just play everything together and it all just flows really nicely. Um, I really like this album and I have played it in the morning when I'm, you know, getting up and getting ready. It's great in the afternoon. It's really good right before bedtime. It's good on uh, Saturdays, you know, when nothing's really going on. It's good for Sunday. It's just really great. Any occasion, any time of the day, it's just mellow and really perfect. Um, yeah, so give that a listen. All right. And I really, <laughs> I saved something fun and fantabulous for last. This artist really kind of burst onto the scene. And I think she was a surprise for the industry. But fans were like, this is what I've been waiting for. Give me more. And fans completely adore her. <laughs> um, and as she says, the proof is in the pudding. And it really is with her. So there's a lot that I want to say about this artist. But first, um, here's the juice. Okay, if you did not know, then let me go ahead and introduce you to Lizzo. And if you don't know Lizzo, you're really not going to get the full scope of her music and how fierce she is until you partake in some of her videos. And I suggest you watch them all and start with the song that um, just played. The clip that just played is from Juice. Um, and... Make sure that you watch them and give yourself some space, like leave yourself room to dance because um, you will want to move. OK, uh, Lizzo is I think she's like 30. I think I think she's only 30 years old, um, but she's been making music for like 15 years. And um, 
she was in like marching band when she was in high school. Um, she plays flute, um, in a lot of her performances and uh, beautifully might I add. And, um, she's just been like in the game for a minute, but her first solo album came out in 2013. Uh, she just in her songs covers all of the topics, just all the topics, um, body image, loving yourself, uh, fitness, um, like her skin tone, skin color, like everything. She covers everything. Um, and all the songs go hard. Like they also all sound great in the car. I mean, which is, if you don't know, um, that's a really important, um, uh, like, what do you call it? Like a, a category for me. Like it's, it's really important for me that songs sound amazing in the car. Um, and like, I can check all the boxes off with Lizzo. Um, so like, as I said, the clip that I played is from the song juice is from her upcoming album. The album is called cause I love you. And that should be released in April. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, because the, she's released like maybe two or three songs from off the album and they are all fantastic. And the videos for the songs are all fantastic. And I just, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, all of these women are currently on tour. And so again, that's Janelle Monet, Emily King and Lizzo. I think she actually used to go by Lizzo beating if I'm not mistaken, but now she just goes by Lizzo. Uh, but either way, they're all on tour and they're all going to be at Coachella uh, in the spring. So if you're on the West Coast um, and you enjoy music festivals and crowds and things, then you can catch all three of these wonderful women at Coachella. And if their music is not a part of your life, then let's make some swift but smooth adjustments um, in the right direction, really. Like, let's get your life. And, and add Janelle and Emily and Lizzo to your repertoire. Okay. So um, have a great week. This is going to be the last week in March coming up. Um, last week of Women's History Month. Women out here killing the game. Making it just amazing. It's been quite, quite a phenomenal Women's History Month. There have been women out here doing amazing things. There have been women out here doing some really idiotic, stupid, and ridiculous things as well. So um, if there are problematic women in your life, then, you know, let them know. Because they're not doing anyone any favors by standing around being problematic. So be a shero and let a hoe know. Like, you're being, you're being problematic. You need to calm it down and just, you know, be great. Be better. Do better. Anyway, we want to thank our sponsor, our wonderful sponsor for the month of March. Um, that is the Queen's Guide to Life. Um, yet again, with this beautiful little children's book. Um, please make sure to check that out at thequeensguidetolife.com. And um, yeah, thanks for that. And see, these are the moments when I miss my 
partner in podcast because she like has all this on lock and she would know to say that the book is actually called the little princess finds her crown um and um all the other jazz like if you want to get in touch with us you can do that by emailing us at relationship review podcast at gmail.com leave us a voice message in the anchor app you can listen to the Relationship Review Podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Breaker, and of course on Anchor. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Leave us a review and follow us on Instagram at The Relationship Review. And seriously, really do that because we want to get our our followers up um, so that we can um, make some connections with uh, other listeners out there and um grow our our subscribers and uh, if you want to listen to this podcast on a platform that isn't available yet like itunes you can request it um by uh, writing at anchor.com and they'll add it in so yeah have a fantastic week finish out your women's history month like super strong make sure you're acknowledging and thanking the amazing and awesome women in your life and um just stay safe stay safe and um cherish the people that you love and we'll see you next week